Every year there's a flu season. Forecasting just how bad it will be has involved some guesswork. Our next guest says today's technology may make future predictions more accurate. We welcome Dr. Jeffrey Shaman. He's the assistant professor in the School of Public Health at Columbia University. So, Dr. Shaman, forecasting the flu could be more accurate than it is now. It could be. What we've been trying to do is to use some methods that they use to generate weather forecasts and apply them to systems of infectious disease. Specifically, our first test was with influenza, seasonal influenza. The idea is to take a mathematical model that describes influenza transmission within a population, take real-time estimates or observations of influenza incidents, and bring them together using some statistical techniques that are commonly used in weather prediction. What you do when you do all this and put it together is you optimize your model. You make it better, and you put it at a better starting point when you actually make a forecast, which is when you make the forecast, you start in the present, and you run the model into the future, and you see what it projects. But by doing all this work beforehand with these statistical techniques and training of real-time observations, we can make more accurate predictions with those same models. And that's what we've been able to show we can do. Now, why couldn't we do this before? What has changed? The thing that we were really missing of those three ingredients was the real-time observations of influenza incidents. So those have come available now, and that allows us actually to do this kind of optimization of the models and make the forecast more accurate. Now, having a more accurate forecast helps us in a number of ways, doesn't it? Potentially, yes. You know, it will depend on how good the forecasts are, and some years and sometimes they may be better than others, and we have a long way to go to improving them as the weather forecasts have improved for many years. But potentially you could see it being used in two ways. First would be to inform public health officials at the local level, state level, and even the national level about what the predictions for influenza outcomes are, when the season will peak, how many cases we're expecting, etc. And that can keep them posted as to what may be coming down the pike. And it can think more clearly. Perhaps it will help advise them for distribution of vaccines or antivirals. And they can also think about issues such as school closings in the case of a severe outbreak. The second way I think it could be used is you might see it on local weather reports. They already give you pollution levels and pollen counts, so it's not unfeasible to expect that in the future they might actually give you a prediction of when flu will be peaking in your local community. Doctor, in terms of other potential infectious diseases other than the flu, for example, some type of plague that might occur, would this also be helpful? Well, it's not as helpful for things that are rare events, like the unexpected outbreak of a new pathogen something that's not happening recurrently. It's not going to work as well predicting things like that. What it will really work for is things that are common and recur often. So not only could it work for influenza, it could work for rhinovirus, which is one of the agents that causes the common cold. It could work for other respiratory infectious agents that are circulating often, if we can get real-time observations on them. Other diseases, it may be a little bit more complicated, perhaps because the disease itself, the way it transmits, is more complicated. Something like malaria might be more complicated to model and more complicated to observe. Rare things like an emergence of the plague or a new strain of some disease that we're not really thinking about right now, that's a more difficult issue, and that really requires surveillance. Will having this forecasting system in place reduce the incidence of the flu in future years? 
Well, that would be one wonderful outcome for it if it were that successful. I mean, that's what we're hoping. It's not going to solve all the problems. It's just one more tool in a public health arsenal to fight against these diseases. And if it works well, hopefully it'll be something that's informative and help us get a better handle on them and control them and anticipate their effects earlier. With this type of information, does it make it easier for health officials to look ahead to future flu seasons in developing their vaccines? Well, it's not being used for that. It doesn't have that kind of lead time in terms of determining what are the new strains that are going to emerge. And that's actually a different prediction problem and one that needs to be thought about and is being thought about in some different ways. This really is about the more immediate season, what's going on as it's unfolding and predicting how severe it's going to be and when it's going to maximize, when it's going to abate. Assistant Professor at the School of Public Health at Columbia University, Dr. Jeffrey Shaman. Thanks so much for joining us today on InfoTrack. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. And that'll do it for this week's InfoTrack. Thanks to our InfoTrack contributor, Roy Mackey. The executive producer of InfoTrack is Randy Meyer. Internet services provided by Pear.com. InfoTrack is produced by Syndication Networks Corporation. I'm Chris Whitting. Thanks for listening from all of us at InfoTrack.